welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to yet another KCON LA recap episode. Woo! <laughs> Real talk, we're still very recovering from oh, an incredibly goodness. long weekend. My brain is mush. It is, my body is tired and my brain is mush. And I am uh, 65% mm-hmm. functioning human being <laughs> at the moment, which is better than I was yesterday. Negative three on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> I made a pot of coffee without the pot of coffee underneath it. That's how I started my day at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah, we both woke up yesterday after 1.30 p.m. I think we woke up at the exact same. same time. We woke up at 1.40 exactly. Yeah. And I immediately texted Shannon and was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I slept that long. But I also, I mean, we this was the first time we had ever, in seven years of going to KCON, attended all three nights well, of the concert. Well, this was the first time there were three nights of concert, first true, of all. True, true, true. Yeah, there were a lot of differences in this year's KCON than in past years, for sure. Um, and one of the biggest being that there were three nights of concert period, but then for us, like we usually only go to one, like Mm -hmm. maybe two, I think maybe last year was the first time we went to two. Last year we went to 17 on Wednesday, went to Saturday concert and then couldn't bear to do Sunday because we were too tired. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then this year we went to (laughs) all three. Thank God we didn't have another concert earlier that week. I would not have survived it, but we did. We did. Somehow. <laughs> um, and stay tuned. Concert recap will be a separate episode because yes. we went to three concerts. So it's going to take us a bit to ex- Get describe everything. them all. Yeah. So this episode will just be about our convention days and what we got up to and what we saw. Um, and then we'll do a separate concert episode. Um, but yeah. So KCON LA 2023. Friday. We'll yes. start there. Yes. You <laughs> went to the, con- I had to work. So I met you and the convention floor closes around four or 5 PM. I think the last day, maybe they lasted until like six. I think they shut it at six, but the badge pickup for you was already closed when we got there. So yes. we couldn't get yeah, you in. <laughs> so I couldn't get into the convention anyway. Uh, but you went to the convention the first day. So what did you do? Okay, so first of all, because Friday was the night that we were going to see Taemin, I wanted to have like a shawl outfit on. So on Thursday, I put on some Pearl Aqua Press-Ons, which I got so many compliments on over the weekend. They were a great addition to my outfit. Um, And I wore a little like Pearl Aqua leotard with white overalls. And then I put a bunch of my like shiny pins on the overalls Mm -hmm. to complete the outfit. And I have a pair of Adidas that have Pearl Aqua stripes. So I felt ready. Um, I pulled up to the convention. I wanted to get there earlier than I did, but like, I'm not really a morning person. So I think (laughs) I got there at like 10, 10 30, maybe. I mean, that's earlier than either of the days you and I went together. (laughs) So well done. (laughs) And when I got there, As I was trying to pull into the parking garage, I could see that the line to get in was like wrapped around the entire block like twice. Wild. It was so wild. I found my way to like the front door and there was supposed to be like 
a door just for press and I couldn't find it that day. I saw it another day and was like, oh, oops. Um, talked to like a million security guards, like, where do I go? They sent me on a wild goose chase, like across <laughs> the whole place. So then I was just like, fine. And I got into one of the lines that was shorter than the other one, but I was in line for 45 minutes out in the sun. And like, that wasn't too fun. But then I got in again, another scramble to try to find the press desk sent in 40 different directions, found it, got my press badge. Um, got up to the press room where I had to like sit and have a cup of coffee and like write myself because I was so <laughs> anxious. Cause like I almost, I felt like I couldn't find a parking spot. Like I paid and got into the garage and since they let me pay and it wasn't marked as full, I assumed there was a spot, but it took me forever to find a spot. So I was like panicking, like, oh, what if I can't park my car and then getting in. So I had to sit for a minute. And while I was in there, I saw our pal Emerson, who we met last year at yes. the convention. She is a radio DJ and has a K-pop show that airs in New York and New Jersey. And we're probably going to go on it soon. So if you live in that area, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Um, we chatted for a bit, but I wanted to head over to there was a Taming fan meet in the fan meet space. Um, so I walked over there. And the security people were like, if you want to go to the fan meet, like get in this line. So I started walking past the line. And first of all, I was like, everybody in the line was also wearing like pearl aqua and white <laughs> outfits. And I was like, yes, we're all on the same page today. And so many people had their shouting stars like tied to their backpacks and stuff. And so I was like, yes, my people. But then the line just kept going all the way down this hallway, like forever. I feel like there was, I'm not going to judging crowds, but I feel like there were at least 150 people on yeah. this line. So I got in line and then uh, Jamie and Squid from our Discord found me in line. And so they joined me and we like chatted and it was so nice to see them and talk to them. Um, and while we were in line, a bunch of lovely shawls. I wish that more of them had put like their ats on the freebies that they gave away so that mm -hmm. I could thank them. But like I got cute taming photo cards and a really cute little holographic sticker that's like a baby chick, but then its eyes were and mouth were the 6v6. Cute. And that was so cute. I got this beautiful little friendship bracelet with like shiny pearl aqua beads and I wore it all weekend. It was gorgeous and I treasure it so much. And I got a pretty little like charm that had a little diamond on the end and like all the stuff was so beautiful and like it's so kind when people do things like mm -hmm. that. But then we heard a girl like yelling in the hallway, like, we're so sorry. They're not letting any more people in because the room that they had designated for the fan meets only held like 35 people. Yeah. So like almost nobody got into this little meeting and we all had to leave. And as we were trying to leave this very crowded hallway, we were getting shouted at, like, get out of the hallway. It's a fire hazard. Like, we're trying. There was so much like aggro security yelling this year I will say yeah well one of the major differences this year aside from the three nights of concerts was the location inside of the convention center itself because the convention center has like two main buildings mm -hmm. that are across the street from one another and connected through this like bridge sky where bridge you, yeah, yeah, yeah you like walk across the street within the building and normally like one of the sides is the side that is closer to the the arena 
is smaller than the other side across the street. And the side that's closer to the arena is usually where they only have like, that's where you pick up your wristbands mm -hmm. and then you cross into the main convention area. And that's where the convention floor is. And they have a whole hallway with like two rooms for panels and two rooms for workshops. And then a different room for like the boys planet auditions and et cetera. And then like another section entirely for the meet and greets. And this year we, the entire, Higher thing, convention, panels, workshops, meet and greets were all in the side of the convention center closest to the arena, which is the smaller side. So even though the convention floor was like very, you know, built up and we'll talk about like everything that was on the floor soon, but <laughs> it was just so much more condensed that didn't make in a way that did not make sense because this was the most attended KCON ever like yeah. at least for KCON LA like it was the biggest audience and it was in the smaller space yeah so it just made all the lines longer all the hallways more crowded all the security more like uptight mm -hmm. and it made it and there was only one room for panels one room for workshops so there were fewer panels and fewer workshops fewer. because you could only have one at a time and it made it much harder to get into any of them because they were only letting like 20, 30 people in them. So it was, it felt a, a little bit more stressful on mm -hmm. that side of things. Absolutely. Um, but there were a lot of like, and once we start talking about the convention floor, like other opportunities to do really cool stuff. So I don't know, pros and cons to all the changes, but that was a very major noticeable change to just like the flow of everything. Yes. Like, the logistics this year seemed much more congested yes and on day two they had like i think learned some lessons from day one and like put some tape arrows on the floor and mm -hmm. like tried to wrangle people a little better but day one was like hella chaotic like all around yeah um another reason why i felt like it was extra chaotic was because this year they tied convention um convention entrance to concert tickets they were in previous years, there would be like a check-in room, like a huge room mm -hmm. with lines, like an alphabetical, like yeah. pick up your wristband by your last name. And then the wristband was good all weekend, but now they were doing it by day. So every day people had to get back in line and get a new wristband for that day. And the place to get your wristband was inside like right the in main, front of it the was escalator the, yeah it was literally like in the lobby of the area where the like right in front of the convention floor so it was just whereas in previous years it was this entire room mm -hmm. so it just seemed so it just seemed so dumb like mm -hmm. that they would have organized it that way i just don't know what the thinking was behind yeah, yeah, that yeah. when like every other year it's gone so much smoother yes <laughs> like the biggest confusion was like where do you go but once you got there you were there for like 10 minutes and then you had everything you mm -hmm. needed so i don't know yeah so after i didn't get into this fan club meeting jamie and squid and i went to the convention floor they wanted to go like get in line for a freebie or check something out and i hadn't been down there yet so i was like see y'all later i'm just gonna go make a loop and this is a funny thing but a few minutes after we separated i passed them again in the on the floor and i went like boo and they did not see me <laughs> So I had to act like I did not do that. I'm like, 
run away and hope nobody behind me saw that very embarrassing moment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we can we'll talk we can talk about the convention floor like once you got to see it. But one of the main things I did while I was down there was there was this booth for one of the sponsors was kit albums. Mm-hmm. And these were like I was just standing and looking at the booth and then one of the guys working there, I think his name is Brady. He follows us on Instagram now. We like became friends. Um, and he was like, oh, are you interested? And I was like, yeah, give me your spiel. So I stood there <laughs> and let him give me the spiel. And the thing with the kit albums is that it's essentially, I said it was like a big hit clips. And if you're a young person that doesn't know what hit clips were, they were a toy yeah. that came out in the very early 2000s where it was just this tiny little like inch big, like clear yeah, plastic like a square, square thing like that smaller had, than a Tamagotchi that had an album cover on it. And then there was a hit clips players mm-hmm. that like looked like a little boom box or a little CD player. And you'd plug the little hit clip in and then it would play like a 22 second clip yeah. of like a Mandy Moore song. Yeah. It would play like the hit me baby one more time. And that was like it. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> So these like look like that, but they're bigger. They're like three or four inches. And the point is, is that you like plug the kit album into your phone and then the app like opens this really pretty little like uh, vinyl record player like facade where the like CD is like spinning and you can and has the lyrics on there. And I thought it was this was cool. There was like a toggle where you could turn the vocals off and then it's like a karaoke version that's very cool and then also every single kit album came with it also has a library of every music video or video associated with that album is also in the app and they were only like nine or ten dollars which is like a pretty great price for like a whole little album thing so anyway I stood and figured out what that was and talked to the guy and he was from Texas too. So like we were just chatting. Bonded forever. Shout out Brady from Kit Albums. Yeah. And then when I turned around, a lovely listener named Lena was waiting right there because she recognized me. Um, And we chatted for a minute and I gave her buttons and stickers that I had on me. And then what did I do after that? I feel like after that, I must have just been hungry and I had smartly packed myself a lunch in my Mm -hmm. shiny lunchbox. So I went to my car and I ate my little lunch and then you got there. Yes. And I had come from work, but I had stopped at my house in order to change into my shadding star outfit. I had a little, a couple weeks ago, I was just like thrift shopping with a friend of mine and I saw these glasses which were like these sunglasses that have this like insane thick like pointy frame but it is the perfect shade of pearl aqua and I was like well I need these just for life so I bought them because I have to buy anything that's that color and so I had those and I put on like my brightest most perfect pearl aqua like eyeshadow Mm -hmm. and then I had a white dress that has buttons down the front and it had big wooden buttons that I painted pearl aqua with the little like white diamond logo on every single button so that I looked like a little shouting star like case Uh like a little box that it comes in and I was ready to go um so then yeah I just took an uber that drove very wildly (laughs) one of the most intense uber drivers I've ever had (laughs) and when I got out of the car he was like you'll give me five stars right and I was like 
for being alive right now, maybe, <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like that was a little frightening. So I got out, made it to the convention, went to where we usually check in, but that entire building was locked and dark and closed. <laughs> so then I had to go across the street where there was a freaking Ferris wheel yeah. right in the middle of the like convention plaza and this like whole fenced off area that I was like, whoa, like things are not as they were before. <laughs> but I found you. We couldn't get into the uh, to get the press credentials. We missed them by like five minutes. It was fine. Uh, so then what we went did we do? over to the Tom's watch. Oh, yeah. Bar. We, we were like, well, then we've got. Yeah, because we still had like two hours before the doors opened. So we went and got a drink and some snacks. And then and then we were going to go back to the car to like drop off all the things we couldn't take into the oh, yeah. uh, convention and or the concert is, into the concert. So just for context, because a thing that happened a little later was so wild. We were walking to the parking garage and there was all, you know, all the columns outside of the convention center are like wrapped in the like KCON branding. And you were like, we should take a picture. And I was like, wait, I want to get my shouting star from the car because it will pull the picture together. So we didn't take yes. a picture in that moment. Went to the car, dropped off all our stuff, got situated, came back. Now I had my shouting star. So I was like, okay, let's take this picture. And the column was like right outside the front door, set up my phone on our bags, like to get the timer right, do the pose, the countdown is going. And then this whole group of people walked out of the convention center and like one of the girls like stopped them like, oh, they're taking a picture. And one of the guys was counting down like eight seven six and like we were just smiling like waiting <laughs> and then right at one the guy jumps forward and like photo bombs our picture <laughs> and we're like ha 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 and they walked away and i noticed that they had artist badges swinging and then i run to my phone and you were like who was that i look at the picture and i shit y'all not it was kevin woo from you kiss the fate <laughs> the timing of it all was too good it was too perfect. And like he was wearing like black leather pants and like a uh like a blue and white and black like leather like racer jacket mm -hmm. or whatever. So when he was when he like jumped into the picture, I was like, this guy looks like an idol. Like, what's his mm -hmm. deal? And I honestly thought that he had missed the picture and I shouted that at him. I think you missed it. And he just like laughed and walked away. And then we looked at it and you were like, that's Kevin. And we just shouted after him, like, wait, come back. We need to talk to you. But the picture is so good. It's like so perfect. It's so good. That boy's got idol training. He's he nailed a it. Pro he nailed professional. It. But it's like the greatest picture we've ever taken. I want to frame it. Like it's so good. So that was just like a really beautiful like omen for our yeah. evening. It was just like, wow, what an incredible. And it was like moment the sun was setting and like it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. And then so gratefully our tickets are. So we bought our Friday tickets. Uh, a lovely page, uh, Discord user Jantax had incredible luck on ticket buying day and just kept getting in. So he got he facilitated tickets for a couple of Discord people, <laughs> including us, which we were so grateful for. And our tickets were in the premiere section, which is like. A P2 level of section, but since it's underneath the fancy like rooms, boxes, box yeah. rooms, 
it has its own entrance, its own bars, its own bathrooms. It's Mm -hmm. like a different level. So we like did not have to wait in line at all. Walked straight in. Our seats were absolutely perfect. Like, you know, great angle. You can see everything. It's not too high. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Um, but this year we were like, um, we're on the back of the stage. We're usually yeah, we not usually, on the back. Uh, because the crypto arena, formerly known as Stable Center, <laughs> uh, is a theater in the round. So right. or a stadium in the round, whatever, I guess, because they played sports there too. It's not just a theater. But um <laughs> but uh so like there's no real bad seat and they go up pretty high. But like there's also when you buy tickets for KCON, no real way of knowing what they will use as the quote unquote front of the Mm -hmm. stage because the way they do it is that like the they set up like a teleprompter on one side of the stage so when people are introducing themselves uh or like an mc is on the stage they usually face one direction but then and the artists will like start out facing that direction and then do their second song like they kind of alternate Mm -hmm. which direction the songs face but usually we luck out and just happen to be on the side that is the designated front but this year for the first time we were kind of in the back but we were also like sort of at like because the stage was like a square and then it had these two like rectangular little runways that came out of two of the corners so it looked like a weird little like tetris piece um and we were kind of at like an angle where we could see like the whole stage Mm -hmm. we weren't um we were like at one of the corners so we had a nice view of of everything but i realize now oops we're talking about concert Gotta skip oh, that. Shit. That's another episode. Okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. Okay. So just know we went to the concert TBD and we'll tell you about discussed. it. Saturday. Convention day. Okay. Saturday we got up and what? what oh, oh, I finally got to wear my TVXQ Howling at the Moon yes. shirt <laughs> um, because I made that last year for KCON and it didn't come in time for me to wear it. So I had my old school TVXQ shirt, which not a one person recognized or said anything about. And I think it's just because people didn't know who they were. Yeah. That's okay. It's such a good shirt, though. Like, (laughs) it is. I wore, I recently made a new shirt that has a one of one shiny and then the one of one shiny logo that has a five for the Mm -hmm. S. Um, and I had to do like some really good finagling that I was very proud of myself in Canva because the way that that shiny is on the album, it's at an angle. So the top of yeah. the two E's is cut off by the top of the album. So like very carefully using like weird oval shapes and color matching in Canva, I like completed the tops of the E's <laughs> so they wouldn't be cut off. Um, so that's all we were wearing. We like really kind of shinied it out all weekend yeah we did um okay so we got there saturday we would have gone to the press room we had thought about going to a panel called k-pop professionals yes um i don't remember who was on that panel but we didn't make it in time like because we were just moving a little slower than we thought we would be that morning so we didn't make it (laughs) but we went into the press room and i feel like we 
just sort of settled and like looked at the schedule and oh, then and we had we had our stuff for our a likes meetup so we put together little yeah. gift baggies mm-hmm. i like got a piece of like every merch that we sell and i put them all together so that we could give them to anybody who was there to see us and oh we met our helix friends in person yes. that morning Brittany and, and tiffany. tiffany that was so nice to meet them in person and they were like there it's really it's kind of fun that now we've been doing it so long that like when we go into the press room we kind of know everybody that's in there which is fun um but yeah it was great to see them uh I don't think I think it was their first year for both of them um but they were there with their clients so that we like asked them oh you're gonna like have you gone onto the convention floor and they were like no (laughs) which was funny because like in the so this year because of which side of the convention center we were on the press room this year was like an observation room yeah it had windows overlooking the entire convention floor and the press room was situated right right in front of the KCON stage which is there every year on the convention floor um but this year had like a so a different yeah cool itinerary things. totally so we had like a great view and you could see like the whole convention floor from the press room so you could get a really good idea of like how many freaking people there were <laughs> down there uh which was a, a lot, lot. Um, but yeah, so it was nice to to see them and say hello. And we made our little care packages. And then I think we kind of just hung there until it was time to meet people. Yeah, I know we like we were talking to Michaela from the K-pop cast. We saw we hung with her a bunch over the weekend. And then, yeah, I think we just wanted to go do a lap of the floor because you hadn't seen it yet yes. before because we were going to meet all of our Alex at 130. So we went down to the convention floor, which was like the most, I think we say this in every KCON episode, but like for sure this year was the most like done up corporate, like every booth yeah. was like fully constructed, mm-hmm. like because we were we were telling people all weekend that like when we used to go to KCON, like back in 2017, the booth it was just like very Comic Con style black curtain yeah. cubicle booths with like a plain text sign that said mm-hmm. the company. But like this year, the part where they were like selling all the like makeup and press on nails and stuff, they had huge like tall walls yeah. with like all the branding and like everything. Everybody was just, had like, so like a done. light up sign and like. The mid, yeah, it was like on, okay, so like the le- the right side of the convention floor was the main like KCON stage, which w- had a huge light up sign and then like a little space where people could like crowd in front of it. And then there were like a bunch of booths that had that huge, like super like 20 foot tall, like backing all of them at the same so they could build up their whole brand, sell all their makeup or whatever. There was a really big like Kiss FM Yes, they uh, had the section. huge iHeartRadio mm-hmm. logo and I did this on the first day because like oh my god what a great deal at the Kiss FM booth if you just took a picture in front of the iHeart logo they give you a gift card for three free months of Cocoa which is worth $30 yeah and they had like they Kiss FM had a big presence because iHeart Radio is one of the like partners of KCON Mm -hmm. but then they have a DJ Jojo who does a KCON 
K-pop show. I think it's like every Sunday or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was hosting a few different stages throughout the weekend. So like he was there all weekend and they had like a big little booth, uh, a big little booth. Oh. They had a big, <laughs> a big carpet place. And then there was like in the middle, the like, what was that? part where they had the the big globe was it like that was k-con square Square. yeah and And it was like carpeted and because they had a whole like promotion thing going on all weekend where if you visited k-con square they would give you this like kind of cool like hollow iridescent little plastic like phone pouch like a clear phone pouch so you could wear your phone on your neck and then there were different like once you activated that at KCON Square then there were kind of scavenger hunt activities mm-hmm. around the whole place and there were these people wearing like green overalls with these like little goofy yeah. green spring hats and if you like did the missions they gave you stickers to put on your little phone pouch yeah so that was in the middle and then there was like the Vicky booth, they mm-hmm. were doing Vicky Cafe where you could get like fancy boba drinks and they gave these like nice little reusable Vicky boba cups that mm-hmm. had like pins that said K-drama lover or like stickers from different K-dramas mm-hmm. in them. And you could take an AR photo with like your favorite drama poster and there was like a little photo booth area that had like stuffed boba pillows and it said like love Vicky and like neon with the little like heart hand logo and i took a picture with a cutout of park so june from uh, <laughs> uh uh what's eating what's wrong with secretary kim yes and his suit looking serious yeah we walked by it and i was like do you want to take a picture with secretary kim and mm-hmm. janet just goes you know i do <laughs> um um and then there was also like the olive young and like skin 100 booths had like this big like it, these are both skincare booths and they had like huge interactive like rooms that you would like walk into in order to take a picture and then in the back of the middle section two new things that were very new they had a booth for uh smaller groups yes they had a whole booth for the company that is behind jo1 dx teen and i and i and i and then they had a booth that was for zero base one and they had another booth that had like crack she and just just be an eight turn yeah and, and also two different uh ai, AI groups. groups yeah like one that was like a boy band called and like one, plave yeah, or something p-l-a-v-a and then a girl i can't i feel like a pocky a-p-o-k or something yeah very cartoony big green eyes like whatever but those were really cool because a they were like selling merch giving away stuff at those booths but also like once or twice a day the groups whose booth those were were at the booth yeah like i and i jo1 uh just be crack she and eight turn. eight turn were all at KCON. So like every once in a while they would just like show up at the booth to like meet people and take pictures and like maybe sign some stuff. I don't know. And that was new. Like this, I think was the first year. I mean, a, I just think that that's genius. Like yeah. having these smaller groups, not only are they coming to like per- to perform at KCON, but to actually like get floor time at the convention in order to like talk to fans that just feels like such great 
like marketing exactly. and that you yeah. just like get people that's a really good way to get people like attached to you totally. and supporting you to be like i met cracky like i'm yeah. gonna buy all their albums that's now. why we love blitzers because right. like we got to meet them and then we were like oh my god i'll love you forever like <laughs> if you got facetime with just b then they're gonna be like yeah i'm gonna follow these guys now like yeah. i need to know what they're up to so that was really cool that was and that really felt cool. very like a a cool step in the legitimizing of KCON because mm -hmm. that's such a big part of things like a Comic-Con or that where yeah. the actors in the show or the people who draw the comic books are there in a booth and you can stand yeah. in line and meet them. So like, yeah, having idols, having booths was really cool. Totally. Um, and then that, so that was like in the back of the middle and then the back of the, so now like moving on to the left side of the floor <laughs> in that back corner, that was the dance all day stage. And that stage, I think the primary purpose of it was for the dream stage competition, mm -hmm. which we talked about last year because it was new last year. But this is a really cool opportunity for fans to basically cattle call audition for a chance to dance with an idol group on stage during KCON that night. So each night they did it on Friday too, right? Yeah. They yeah. So night. each night of the concert or each day of the convention, you could like sign up and you got like a number. Yeah, there was like people yeah. walking around all weekend with, with like the their numbers little on numbers them. On like them. they're running a marathon. <laughs> and so you like get a number and then you do basically the chorus of whatever song they're going to do that night. So like, the, well, well, you'll find out. Well, what you'll they find were out what they did. The but yeah, the dance um, all day was almost entirely this year, either dream stage auditions or groups or cover dance teams showing up to teach people dances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they only did like one hour of random play at like the end of the day every day, yeah. which I think was the most surprising thing to me this year, and what I felt like was the biggest missing piece of KCON mm. because every other year that I've gone to KCON, even the very first one, Toyota, who was not a sponsor this year, by yeah. the way, had a like random dance booth mm -hmm. where all day long they would play random songs and anyone could jump in the middle and they would give away concert tickets or whatever. And that was always my favorite to just stand there. Yeah. Because I love watching people do random play. And like that just kind of was like not it was such a like small moment at the end of the day every day. And I really missed the like constant yeah. random play. And it also was strange. Like I felt like because there was no random play dance stage, I didn't hear that much K-pop throughout the like, weekend. Yeah. Because, and it might've been the Kiss FM part of it, but as far as I could tell, the only playlist that was playing out loud in every room and everywhere all weekend was a 20 song playlist of just the people who were at the concert and only their like most recent, recent songs. songs. Like, so it was really, uh, we heard love me a little constantly. So many times. Like that was just the song of the weekend. Um, because it was like, I felt like every time I noticed the music in the background, it was love me a little. So I was just like, man, they really got like 10 songs that they're just looping through, Yeah, which was fine. But like, why? Um, cause that always just feels like a fun part of a KCON to mm -hmm. me is like all these people here are K-pop fans and we all know so much music like throughout time or whatever and it's playing and people sing and they like know the dance I'm like I don't know that just felt like it was kind of missing yeah yeah um 
I agree. I agree. But and also, oh no, sorry. No, I was ahead. just going to keep saying like what else was on yeah, the floor. Yeah, on the left side there was more like the random shopping, like the sunglasses mm-hmm. place. You got some really I did get cute some sunglasses again. Cloud-shaped sunglasses with little lightning bolt danglies on them. Yeah, they're, they're very cute. cute. I love them. They're um, UV protected even though they don't look like they would help you for they're shade. clear. <laughs> um and like a couple of brands that had like sort of like Korean like there was this one really cute one that had like cute cartoony stuff of like mm-hmm. drawings of different Korean food or like a milk carton that said like ooh you and then like Meh, had a cute and there was like one cartoon that had like an ajuma with a visor on it and it said one fear <laughs> um like that was really cute and then all of the like local k-pop stores like choice mm-hmm. and music plaza like they all had booths yeah and so many of them they might have had these in other years but it felt really noticeable to me that all of the album selling booths also had full tables of just photo cards in oh, little yeah. like plastic sleeves like and people were just like like sorting through them like vinyl albums like looking for photo cards like there was a lot of that and there was a booth for an app called polka that is like just Mm. for photo card selling like there was a lot more like photo card because i feel like we'll talk about that in our episode next week but i feel like photo card trading is really like exploded. exploded yeah yeah and then the last thing that i can think that was like a big you know took up a lot of floor space was that they had the mcdonald's always truck the again. mcdonald's truck um and they did the same thing that they did last year where like ats came out and like gave mcdonald's out to fans <laughs> in line or whatever um so yeah so that was like kind of the major highlights of everything that was on the floor we did like a little loop and then we went over to the side where the KCON stage was in order to wait for our a likes yes and a bunch of them came by and it was so nice to see everybody again Yay. people that we met last year and people we had met before and some of them brought their friends over <laughs> and everybody got a little gift bag everybody got a gift bag and jantax and his partner brought us little souvenirs from canada which yes. was so nice uh and then and yeah we just kind of talked a little bit about what everybody had done because uh we you and i like never because you and i hate waiting i don't like waiting in lines i have no patience yeah no so we never bother going to any of the like meet and greets or like all these idle performances and and appearances not performances appearances i should say we just like don't really we don't go to them we honestly probably could have with our badges we could have walked into meet and greets if we wanted to yeah but we but they're so chaotic and there's so many people in there and it just like feels like a whole thing yeah but one thing we did do on the floor was there was a KCON AR photo booth. Oh, yeah. And we took a like very funny picture with like a giant Tamin. Oh my God. But it was so <laughs> funny watching everybody like try to fit themselves into the photo. The only reason we took this was because there wasn't a long yes, line. So we were, were like, like we walked in. by it and there were five people in the line. So I was like, let's do this. Um, I'm like that at carnivals too. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't have a line. Let's get in. And it's like, what is it? I don't care. It doesn't have a line. Um, and uh the photo because it's funny because like we've done those before at like the the sm at the town, SM town like, Museum. Coex. yeah and they when you take a photo there it's like a picture that the all the members are like posing for a photo like or they're standing like with a space for you to be in the middle or something but this ar photo booth was just like promo photo like at, like 
uh, and promo a photo, photo from the album mm-hmm. or something. So the photo was like enormous to, I mean, the photos of the groups that had like 10 people 11 in them, people, yeah. And then like the person had was like behind a me- an AR member and had to like <laughs> look around to try and feel And it was hard shoulder. because the, the, you have a screen to see where you are, but it's mirrored. mirrored. So everybody yeah. was like stepping the wrong way. But we did so that. Funny. And on the back of it, there was a like, um, they do this every year, like a signing wall yes. where you can leave mm-hmm. messages for members or tag it or whatever. And gratefully this year, because every other oh year, God, they just, they just leave a bucket of Sharpies and by the middle of the first day, all the Sharpies are dead and mm-hmm. nobody can do it this year paint pens real ass paint pens and they were all full and like that was nice i was like all right we did it yeah for the first time in (laughs) seven years we finally have a sustainable signing wall good job kate (laughs) god so after our a like meetup uh we wanted to go see what the deal with the ferris wheel was because on saturday only kiss fm was sponsoring like k carnival i don't remember what they called it it was something like that outside in the like plaza that was fenced off so we wanted to go check that out and jamie and jantax and his partner went out with us but then we didn't have to wait in line because of our magical badges and so they were like we'll get in line and see you in there they eventually wrote in the discord like not gonna wait in the line y'all have fun but we went in there and they had a stage where jojo uh-huh. there was like a dj playing like kind of fun like remixy k-pop songs mm-hmm. and then jojo would bring people out while we were out there we saw ats and xg mm-hmm. and then there were food trucks the ferris wheel and then what we went to was a brand called hello soju had yes. a little drinking corner yep and, and we was, love a drinking corner it was right in the middle it was right next to the Ferris wheel on the other on the other side of the stage from the Ferris wheel on the other side of the Ferris wheel from the stage, whatever the Ferris wheel is in between the yeah. drinking tent and the stage. So it was a great place to hear everything and to watch the Ferris wheel go by. And yeah, it was like a brand called hello. Soju. That's uh, basically like a alcoholic seltzer, but it has soju in it instead of malt liquor. Um, and yeah, they packed quite a punch. We had like two of them and they, and then afterward we left and I was like, Oh wait, I'm kind of buzzed. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Uh, Michaela from K-pop cast was standing at a table. So we were like, all right. And we just like parked yeah. and drank our drinks and chitty chatted. And the hello. Soju people came by to like film us being like, what do you think of it? Um, and I felt a little bad. Cause I was like, oh yeah. Like, you know, I thought I was worried it would taste a lot like aspartame or something. <laughs> I felt like she didn't appreciate the white claw. Uh, being like, it's uh, like a comparison. white claw. And she was like, oh, oh. but was it, like, was. it was. So at least the first flavor <laughs> I tried was <laughs> yeah but, anyway. but they were good and so yeah we were pretty buzzied after that and we were very hungry so you got a my favorite bacon wrap street dog that has loaded peppers onions mayo mustard it's the best they cost ten dollars and they're outside every cake on and i highly recommend them they and, really hit the spot. <laughs> and i got a pizza from one of the food trucks inside um we scarfed that down and then i was like okay let's try to do our man on the street thing mm-hmm. um so i will play that in just a moment um but prefacing now this is the only one that we got and we 
only talk to three people because doing this is really hard. We do not have the constitution to accost people and make them talk to us. And I always, I thought it last year too, like if we take microphones out and look official, people will make eye contact with us and want because you know like you see a Mm -hmm. news camera out on the corner and people like go try to jump in it like Mm -hmm. i assumed that like if we look like we're doing something that people will be like i want to do that but i swear to god as soon as we take the microphones out people like refuse to look at us yeah they like avoid eye avoid contact eye contact <laughs> all, at all costs and so it's like very difficult to do we did talk to a couple of people so let's hear that now hello people Coming We're here. to you live from KCON 2023. If you can't tell, we already have concert voices. <laughs> we sure do. Uh, because, mine is so much uh, worse than yours. Yeah, I fully expected mine to be as bad as yours, but I lucked out. Uh, Timin did not steal my voice from me, but he did steal my soul. Yeah, and my heart. <laughs> and all that. And my heart and my tears. And it was worth every second. Absolutely, it was. But now we're out here. We sure and are. We're going to see if we can get brave enough to, like, make some strangers talk to us. Yep. Because last year, everybody loved it when we talked to strangers. And uh, it was not as painful as we initially thought it was going to be. Yeah. But you might be able to hear some K-pop in the background, because this year, a brand new thing of K-Con yeah. is this little K-pop Kiss FM village that's yes. outside. It's got a whole ass Ferris wheel. A Ferris and wheel. Uh, a stage where XG was on just a moment ago, as well as ATs. We were yeah. in there at the beer tent uh, while they were performing. Yeah, we were drinking some Hello Soju. Check out Hello Soju. Ch- at a shout out near you. to Hello Soju. <laughs> Uh, pretty, pretty good, like soju-based white claw, basically. Yeah, and it really hit the spot. It surely uh, did. Two drinks in, we're we're feeling it. We are. And Will it make us time. brave enough to talk to people? Let's find let's out. Let's find out. <laughs> um, all right, let's go try to see if we can. Oh, my phone is falling on the ground. It's so hard to do things. Oh, my shiny bag is so dirty. I never take this. I have my Jinro Soju shiny bag on me today that I paid 75 American dollars for, which is why I've never gotten it dirty. We're going to walk around the Crypto.com arena, see if there's people lined up for the show that might want to talk to us. I already got my hot dog. Yes. Which is a K-Con staple. I break the pain like this, my pink venom, this, that pink venom, this, that pink venom, We just found out that we have concert tickets for tonight as well. Thank you, KCON Press Room, for providing those. We love you. We're going to see if everyone will be nice to rain tonight or not. Yeah, can't wait to see rain again. It's been many, many, many years, years since we saw him at the Hollywood Bowl what feels like a lifetime ago. Yep. Oh, there's not really that many people no. out No. I thought Shit. there was going to be a whole gang. Maybe it's still too early. There are some people sitting in the line, though. Yeah. I bet they'd chat with us. We'll see. <laughs> Great. Hello. First off, tell us your name. I'm Anna. So nice to meet you, Anna. Is this your very first KCON? This is my second KCON. Incredible. Welcome. You look amazing. Yes. First, I'm going to ask you an extra question. Tell us a little bit about your outfit today. 
Um, I don't know. I just like sparkly stuff, I guess, and leather. And I'm here for AT, so I feel like leather was necessary. Yeah. That totally fits their aesthetic. I love it. You look fantastic. Tell us, so this is your second KCON. What are you most excited about this weekend? Um, both of my alts are performing tomorrow, so I'm excited to see them at the same time, on the same night. And who are those? Straight Kids and The Boys. Fantastic. Love we it. We are both Straight Kids and The Boys fans, so we're so excited as well. How did you originally get into K-pop? Actually, I liked K-pop back in high school, like 2015, because a lot of my friends liked it. And then I kind of listened to it casually, and I fell out of it. And then my best friend in college liked it again, and she was like, you have to listen to this. And I listened to her, and I got reeled in. Amazing. And you've been in ever since? Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lifestyle. Once it's got you, you're in. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us. Appreciate Enjoy. it. Have fun. All right. Who's next? I don't know. I want to know whose little tiny baby this is. Let's see if we can find out. Hello, whose tiny baby is this? It's yours? Yeah, it's Kubi. <laughs> yes, oh, all so right, cute. get into it. Okay, first of all, tell us your name. Uh, yo, yo. Welcome uh, to our show. <laughs> is this your first KCON? Uh, no, I came here last year. Amazing. What are you most excited for this year? Uh, this year is Zero Base One. Uh, how did you originally get into K-pop? Originally, last year, for NCT Dream. Oh, okay. NCT Dream got you? What was the song? What, what hooked you? Uh, beatbox. I love it. And so tell us about these little babies that you brought with you. Um, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like my younger brother. I love it. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Yujin. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. We hope you have an excellent time this year. Bye, have fun. Thank you. Mm, who looks brave, friendly and like they might want to talk to us? Ooh, where's that water coming from? <laughs> this. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. Exactly. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Wait, do you want to talk to us for a second? Yeah, sure. Heck yeah! Hi. Yes, but baby 17s, look at how little they are. My babe with the long hair. I know, right? He never has his hair that long anymore, and I miss it. I'm not going to lie. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. We have a podcast called Ask Me About K-Pop. So first things first, what's your name? Earl. And what is your name? V. Is this your very first K-Con? Second. This is my first. Your first, wonderful. What's your impression so far? She's a fun time. I mean, <laughs> you know, chaotic. she's chaotic it for sure. chaotic this year, I will say that. Yeah. yeah, more so than previous years, it feels a little. Um, but I got premium this time around, and they don't even got a fucking barricade, so. What? No, exactly. I'm pressed, <laughs> but whatever. What are you guys most excited for this year? 
Ray Kids, ATs, G Idol, and XG. Wonderful. So much. So many things to be excited for. <laughs> now it's like totally Earl's okay. gotten a phone call, which is fine. I love it. Find him. Oh, were you looking for a friend that's missing? It's a big place. It's easy to lose your friends. It's true. We don't know where he is. You know okay. what? You will track him down in the end. Well, our last question is, how did you get into K-pop in the first place? Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Who was it? It was... God, who was it? Which group got me into K-pop? EXO. EXO is a great EXO. Choice. 2015. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Back in the so. day. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Forever changed. <laughs> Yeah. She's an on and off relationship, but now oh, we're fully yeah. in. <laughs> we're fully sure. in, deep diving into it yeah. all. <laughs> EXO is a great, like, toxic boyfriend to have of, like, every time they come back, I'm just like, ugh, you again. No, literally. <laughs> we're shiny stands primarily, but. So we were absolutely living last night for our Timmine. Oh my goodness. Did you guys go to the concert last night? I went last night. It was a fun time. Very fun time. Well, I asked her already, but what are you most excited for this weekend? ZB1. Okay. Oh my god. Got a little over me concept going here. Yeah. Like, I'm a survival show whore, so. <laughs> Gotta just have it go. <laughs> Incredible. Well, have a fantastic weekend. It was so nice to meet you. Happy birthday. Here are buttons for our podcast yes, if you want to listen when this episode comes out. Bye, Thank you. Have, have a fun. great time. Thank you. Also, he says on the phone, I'm getting interviewed by TikTokers right now. <laughs> that's no. not what we do, but that's no. okay. I wonder, I feel like every time we take the mics out, or because there's so many people on TikTok who have like, who do yeah, like who mic have, shows, like, real mics. but we don't have a camera going. This I is know, audio no like, only. Nobody's filming you. Nobody's babe. filming nobody's you. Nobody's filming you. You look great, but no one's, no one's sorry. got this on camera. I am sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to report. Sorry to say. <laughs> And then after this, we took a nap in the car. Yep. I straight <laughs> up fell asleep. Like, because this was day two. So yep. we had concerted the night before. And uh, yeah, we were in, we like just sat in the car for maybe like an hour and a half. And I definitely slept for like a good hour. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. I closed my eyes and rested nicely, but I don't think I ever actually fell asleep. But it was a good rest. Yeah, it was nice. And then it was time for day two concert. Stay tuned for a recap of that. Woo woo. All right. Day Three. So this was the day where we had something we really wanted to go to yeah. in the morning. So we like really got there on time. Yes. And I think we showed up at like 1030. Yeah. And this panel was like at 11. And so we like as soon as we got there, we basically just went straight into the panel room, which was great because we were like we had to wait in the line, which is fine. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because like the security people like so, like when you're first walking through like the metal detectors and stuff, they'll be like, oh, that badge will get you anywhere. Just go wherever you want and like look like you know where you're going. And then we'll be like, OK, so then we'll do that. And then somebody else will be like, where are you going? <laughs> like, yeah. Get in line. So. <laughs> everybody tells you something different whenever you go to KCON just like prepare for it yeah <laughs> um, especially when you're trying to get into the concert they'll be like go through this door no 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 you need to go through that door who told you to come over here you gotta go over there it's ridiculous <laughs> anyway uh, we were excited to see a panel called Trailblazers of K-pop um, and I will say just as a note I think that this was 
poorly marketed yeah, throughout the KCON weekend because everybody just kept ref- referring to it as the Kevin Wu panel. But this was a panel with Kevin Wu of UKIS and Min from Ms. A, hosted by Lai Francis, um, and uh, who we know from when we were panelists at KCON. And uh, both... Kevin and Min were in the K-pop show on Broadway. So the first half of this uh, panel was about the show itself yeah. and how they got involved in it. And we got to um, like hear about the plot of the show. They sang a little bit from it, which was great because like we had never got the opportunity to see the show. So like if we had, I think that if people had known that that's what this pod, that what this panel was going to be about, maybe more people would have come. Um, but it was really fascinating. So the first half of it was about the show. And then the second half of it was about the fact that Kevin and Min are trailblazers of k-pop they are like early second gen early idols, second yeah. gen like staple groups like groups of which you know like people still cover bad girl good girl like all of these things are like still relevant and and influential on the current idols so that was really interesting to like hear both how they got up and then the last like came up through k-pop and what their experiences were but then also we got to hear all of their impressions of like how k-pop has changed mm-hmm. and like now that they're here at the at k-con like inter- interacting with fourth and fifth gen idols like what are their impressions of how k-pop has changed and so it was a really cool fascinating panel but we should preface it by saying that LA was under a hurricane, hurricane watch, watch on oh, yeah. Sunday. Sunday was a day. For the very first time in like LA history or like since the 80s, we had a hurricane warning because there was one, a tropical, well, it got downgraded to a tropical storm by Sunday, but there was a storm off the coast of California and, and Mexico. Uh, and so we kept getting like all of these flood warnings. And like when we got there, like people had like left because they didn't want their flights to get grounded yeah. and stuff. So people were like bailing on the third day of the convention and they had to rework everything so that there were no lines outside Mm -hmm. so they like did use the other building as the entrance and then everyone got like stuck in this hallway trying to get through so they were like trying to keep people dry but then i feel like the third day was just like so deeply crowded because Everyone, Everyone was, was inside. inside. Yeah. And oh, we didn't say this, but like usually there is a food street mm. and they used to do it in the street between yeah. the crypto arena and the other street across. They would fill that street with food trucks. Yeah. This year they used the little patio area that used to be where check-in happened mm-hmm. as the food street. So but there were like four, four or five vendors. Food, yeah, it was like, not very yeah. many. And they didn't have a Mr. Potato, which is a violation mm-hmm. of all things Korean cultural events in I LA. Agree. Like you can't have a K something without Mr. Mr. Potato. Potato. You just can't. I know. So but we so like, everyone was very yeah. inside on mm-hmm. Saturday, but yes. or on Sunday. Sunday. But also a fun moment of the Kevin exactly. Wu panel was That's that I brought it up. everybody's <laughs> phones, everybody, including Kevin and Min's phone, did the like emergency <laughs> warning <laughs> all at once. And then we were all like, oh no, what are we going to do? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> a flash flood warning to this area. Do we all have flash flood warnings? Do we all Dangerous and life-threatening situation. 
all have each other. <laughs> I got dibs in the snack room. We got the donut. Someone get the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get, get the water. Yeah. Oh, we need water. Collect all the water dispensers in there. Get all the Lacroix in the artist compound. <laughs> I'll get some for you guys. Yeah. I just love how we all just collectively look. <laughs> if we all collect like three bottles each, that'll be enough to last for yeah. three days. Yeah. But knock on wood, let's not, yeah, let's not get the that. No, no. Um, but I think we're good though, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. It's just means that if you're out, out driving and stuff, oh. watch out. Oh, no one's driving here. So. No one's driving here. Yeah. We're camping here. Yeah. We're locked in here. So we're yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. It was just like a very adorable moment. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this panel because it was freaking precious and so much fun. I, and I do have, I did record the entire thing. Mm -hmm. So you may hear in the next coming minutes, I will play the clips of Kevin and Min speaking for themselves. Just to preface, yes. I did record it. So but yeah, so I'm just gonna let's just recap it as yeah. and uh you'll put I in, the sound in the soundbites wherever bites. you want. Yeah. So it started off and we got to uh know a little bit about how they eat the like I said, the first part about it was the show. The first part of it was about the Broadway show. I can talk. You can, <laughs> you're doing it. Uh and <laughs> so we started out by learning how each one of them got into the show or became a part of it. And Min told us that she had gotten DM. So for me, um, I was living in Korea and um, I randomly, I was in my room and I randomly got a DM from, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't really like check the, the request yeah. part, but then, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a whole can of worms. Oh, yeah, you yeah. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. Yeah, but then that night I wanted to go there. So <laughs> let's you see. Really cool. Yeah. from the Sujin Su Su who's the music director of K-pop Broadway. And she was, you know, saying, hi, like, uh, I'm, I'm Sujin, and uh, we're about to go on Broadway, and we would like to have you on our show. And I was like, Broadway? And then I clicked the link, and they were doing off-Broadway for many years. So I replied saying, oh, I would love to do it. So um, yeah, the, the process was I, uh, I sent them my self tape of acting and um, I sang in the video and then they, uh, they were like, come to New York, we'll fly you out. And I was like, New York? <laughs> I would love to go back. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's how the whole casting process happened for Wait, me. So did you submit your videos through DMs too? So I'm just like, <laughs> What? Did you submit your videos through DMs too? No, I sent them via email. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were exchanging your whole and thing. And then they were asking me for my video uh, of dancing, and I was like, You're like you, um, can, you can find YouTube. it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you really have to see? a legend. <laughs> uh, which is accurate. She's a friggin' Miss A, so yeah. we know she can dance. 
Uh, and then Kevin's story was a little bit different, a little like more official. I think somebody like reached out to him through his manager, who is his sister. Yeah, we learned um, that. That was yes, fun. Which was precious. Um, and he also did the same thing, like sent in clips of acting and singing and then said, please see my YouTube for dancing. Mm. <laughs> and uh, they did have like a... It was a long process because the show got postponed because of COVID. Like they they became a part of the cast in 2019. Mm -hmm. And then the show was not actually on Broadway until last year, 2022. And when it opened on Broadway, they didn't know how long it was going to run. Um, and it did get closed rather abruptly, which was, um, as they said, like pretty heartbreaking for them. Like, Yeah, they, they really... didn't want to talk about it. Kevin was like, let's skip that part. Yeah. I just want to talk about the happy memories. Yes. And he they also said like that the two of them like trauma bonded <laughs> over like this sudden cancellation of it. Um, but the show itself was the story of basically uh, a company that has a boy band uh, that Kevin was a part of, a girl group that Min was a part of, and then a soloist who was played by Luna of FX. And the uh, show is like, it's about them preparing for their like first company stage basically or they're like at an, an award SM show town. or something and it's like backstage and flashbacks of how they got yeah. there i think it was supposed to be like an sm town like night or whatever mm. and so it was uh and then yeah they would like flashback to show like trainee days and um like the backgrounds of the characters and stuff i'm just so um, sad i didn't get to see it it I really know. sucks how fast it closed because we were trying to get out there and yeah. stay with your sister and go see it but the show mm -hmm. shot so fast yeah it was really only on stage for like a month it was really it's very very disappointing um but, but there were some people in the audience who had seen it like five times like mm -hmm. it was crazy there were like hardcore kevin mm -hmm. woo fangirls in that audience oh yeah there were <laughs> um and we got to like hear them sing little clips from it from their favorite songs what's the song you recommend and if you don't mind singing online Oh. Sorry to put you on the spot. I mean, we are here, might as well. Oh, I have, I have so many. Uh, oh. Sing them all. Oh, yeah, just do a whole marathon. Um, do you want to go first? Or okay, I'll go, go first. first. Um, I have too many. What's Let me my think. favorite song? Oh, Super Goddess was my Super favorite song. Yes. Yes. That was and my favorite song. I usually don't rap, but they gave me the rap part. Yeah, so I it goes not super goddess badishin. I would have a tiny that the night and then the head suichi. Not super badass Korean yeah, yeah, I'm the queen. I'm ready to win that tiny joke is on you goosey honey. Super Goddess. Oh, yeah. Or Superstar. 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 <laughs> um, but from the Fate uh, numbers, I really like Meant to Be. I know, me too. Yeah. It's like a really nostalgic, like, K pop ballad. Yeah. Uh, like the obligatory, like, boy band like, yeah. encore song where everyone puts on their <laughs> flashlights and, like, you know, does that? It's like that vibe of song. Their outfits were so cute. They oh, wore all yeah. pink. The yeah. pink sparkly oh, outfits. So cute. It was prettier than Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are prettier. Okay, um, I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Um, this has been a while. 
And then they also talked about, uh, because Lai asked them, um, you know, like, the show how much of the show was realistic mm -hmm. versus like a sort of um fictionalized account of what it's like to be a trainee and both min and kevin said that the creators of the show had actually asked for a lot of their input and in when it came to the writing process of like what was their experience so they both agreed that it felt pretty true to life um and that like there were different aspects of the harder parts of it that they really related to. The Artemis scene, like we were talking about how we don't know if you're gonna get to debut or not. And that was basically my whole training years for six and a half years, almost seven oh years. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You were a, a trainee since? Since 2000. How old were you? I was, I was in sixth grade. Oh my God. Yeah, elementary school. <laughs> Yeah, so... Legend. <laughs> Legend. Yeah, I saw, because I saw people coming in and out so many times, and I used to do evaluation, this thing called evaluation, monthly, so right? monthly, and then every adult would come and see me perform and see if I improved or not, and then, yeah, and like, it was sad, like, seeing people getting cut and they were so sad and I was like, when, am I gonna get cut? Am I gonna get to debut? Like, when am I gonna debut? And and then like, even like the people who came after me like became uh, idols first and they got to debut earlier than me mm -hmm. and then they became like superstars in Korea and I was like, looking at the whole, um, their journey and my journey and I was started comparing myself. I was like, oh, am I gonna like, is this, my like is this my way like is this my like kid is this your path oh is this my path yeah so that was but you're a superstar what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you're a queen of your own literally all these k-pop idols right now are looking up to you oh. both of you correct oh. okay. <laughs> yeah so i i uh, resonate with that Scene. Was it the, yeah? There was a line in Artemis where uh, one of the members, Kate, yeah, she says, "I didn't know this day would come, but we made it." We made it, and yeah. She was in tears. Um, I, I, I teared up so. a lot when she said that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I really felt like that phrase, "Art imitates life," was literally K-pop Broadway. Like mm -hmm. our life story was shown on that stage, so it was very, very surreal. Yeah. And then Kevin. Said. Oh, for me, um, it was when I had some beef with uh, members. <laughs> and he literally said the word beef, and Shannon and, and I we were like, slapped each, each other in the each other seats. so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we're all guys, of course we're going to have beef. Uh, but like, it, it's not only about the beef within the members, also about um, identity. Uh, and me as a Korean American, having, um, you know, 
conflicts with other members who don't understand uh, where I come from or where other members come from because of their cultural background and also working together um, since like we were kids. Like, I think in the play we were together since we were like eight or nine. Um, so also that brotherhood, it, it shows like an arc of how we really truly bonded. And then at the end, it, it, it finishes off with this finale where, um, you know, we all, everyone kind of comes together and, and there's just this beautiful unity between the members. So it really shows that arc and I could really relate to most of those experiences um, personally. So yeah, we were that Yuka's deep dive. We were not exaggerating any of it. We, we heard it from it his so mouth. Hard. The beef. They had beef. beef. They had beef. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Um, but yeah, so that was great um, to hear. And then we got to hear a little bit, like I said, about how they came to be. Most memorable moment of your career thus far. Sorry. Your most memorable moment. Memorable moment. Yeah, There's a lot. <laughs> Top three moments then. Three? Yeah. <laughs> if you can't choose one, I'm giving you an option to name three. <laughs> when I made a first debut yes. with, with Miss Ray, yeah, that was because I didn't believe it till till my uh, date of the debut because yeah. it kept my my debut kept on uh, delaying. So it was supposed to be like next week and then it got canceled and then it was supposed to be like tomorrow it got canceled wow. so yeah even after like my music video shoot i didn't believe it because i was just like oh it might get, i might get canceled again oh, so i mean oh, oh. yeah <laughs> yeah and then when i got the first uh music then, show award yeah number one award on yeah. m countdown yeah. M countdown yeah and that's when i like i cried so much oh, wow. and i in that like 10 seconds all those moments that i doubted myself and i like it just it just fast forwarded in like in like a short movie and uh yeah when i see that video of me crying i like i i'm like there so yeah, yeah that was like one of my favorite uh, memorable moments and then just uh meeting fans yeah just everywhere in the world now that k-pop has become so global and I can like uh, meet my fans online. Yeah. So yeah. Even today. Even, Even today. today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you already mentioned uh, about your debut. Uh, for those who are meeting you today for the first time, getting to know you, how did you get into JYP? Obviously, you didn't get a DM during that time. <laughs> no, was not it wasn't like a uh, Broadway. Um, yeah. So, how was your audition process like? And well, yeah, how'd you get so, it? I was I was a big fan of Rain. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too. yeah, I was that a big was fan of idol. Rain, and uh, I found out that he was in JYP. So I was like, I want to go in that company, and I want to become a singer. So I taped myself, and then I sent it to JYP. And uh, they they liked the video and they they suggested me to audition at Lotte World, which is like a like a Six Flag in in Korea. So uh, there were like thousands of people auditioning, and uh, I got the first place. So I wow. got to <laughs> yes. so I got to sign with JYP. Uh, and yeah, when we had a meeting with my parents, and they were like, oh like. Um, it's gonna debut in like six months, and then, <laughs> and then it became six and a half years. Oh, so. six months! <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's how it happened. 
Oh my gosh. If you don't mind me, what was your audition song? Or like... My audition song, my dance song was uh, Without Me by Eminem. Whoa! <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow, I did not know. Yeah. You still remember it? Yeah, I do. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I popped and locked. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mentioned that Min just recently celebrated her anniversary. You also celebrated your debut anniversary recently, not too long ago. Let's not say the years. Let's say it's right. Your anniversary, let's just say your anniversary. My anniversary. You celebrate your anniversary. <laughs> How does it feel like watching your journey as well? Uh, and your career, how does it feel? Good. How does it feel being on this journey? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, now it's hard to count the years. I'm just like like Min said. Yeah. This is my life. Um, I'm not I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. You know, I have my whole life ahead of me to live out my dreams, and I'm fulfilling them one dream at a time. And you guys are experiencing that with me. Um, like my clovers and and, and kiss me's have been there since day one, and and you've seen how much I've grown since I was 15 years old. Yeah. Now I'm 18. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Can I say something? When you debuted, that's when I got into K-pop. Really? Oh, so that's like, well, however many years that you, you spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many? Yeah. That's how long I've been. Three years. Three years. Three years. But no, I like I said, like I'm just so happy um, and fortunate to to first of all have my fans uh, to be supporting me throughout my whole journey, and also being able to live out my passion, yeah, which is singing and being on stage performing. Um, so yeah, I'm just grateful every day to yeah. live out my dreams. If you don't mind me asking, what was your debut song? Like I mean, what was your um? Uh, Audition Wait. song, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your audition, your audition you. song. Whether it's singing or dancing, you know. Oh, my audition. It was Richard Marx Now and Forever. Oh. Heaven forever. Oh. I'll be your man. Oh. But imagine this when I was 14. <laughs> I don't know why I chose such a classic. <laughs> Freestyle dance to I think I don't remember. I think they just turned on the random yeah, right random beat. Song. Yeah, I don't think it was a song. God, I, I yeah, I can't look at that video again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that gets deleted in the history of, in the of internet. all of the internet. Um, and then I think I thought 
in the second half, like the coolest part was hearing them talk about how K-pop has changed because they both basically echoed literally everything we've ever we said about say. the way that K-pop has changed. How has K-pop, in your opinion, evolved over the years since you Oh my God, it's grown exponentially. Like I, I can't even keep up with K-pop anymore. And I'm a huge fan of K-pop yeah. day. Like I know every rookie group. Yeah. I know all the idols. Um, right now, who are here at KCON too. Yeah. Um, but just seeing them, um, it sparked something in me. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, I've been around for a while and I, I've also paved the way for them, but I learned so much from them, yeah. like, in reverse, right? Like, if it makes sense. Like, I get inspired by their performance, and I think in so many aspects, K pop has grown, and um, I'm just so proud. I'm like a, a proud daddy. <laughs> I will say that again. Proud brother, older brother. <laughs> but to some of these kids, I might. No. If I made a mistake, I, I could. I, like I'm at the age where I could. I could. That is so young. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday, I was with Eight um, Turn no, two days ago, and, and they looked like babies. <laughs> they were just so cute. And also, uh, yeah, Zykers too, they were so cute. Um, and also, not even just about the performance and all that, but how much it's grown globally, uh, like the fandom. And now it's just um, everyone in the world knows or has heard about K pop. Um, so I think that is um, a huge milestone for us, um, and, and 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 artists selling out stadiums, yes. like Blackpink, Twice, BTS, yeah. Stray Kids, like, like, <laughs> it's really, really. Uh, I, I've never imagined a day like this would come yeah. so soon. Of course, I knew it would come. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I knew it would come. But I didn't know it would come this soon. Yeah, they were just, it was a really great panel. I'm so happy that mm -hmm. we got up and got to do it yeah. because they were they very were... candid and funny. Any advice for anyone who wants to become a K-pop idol? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. I think one came pretty quickly to my mind. Um, don't forget your roots. Like why you started this journey. Yeah. to become a K-pop star. Because uh, I can relate to it. Um, like, it's so hard to kind of lose yourself in like this whole thing called K-pop. <laughs> yeah. um, whether it's uh, the touring or the labels or you know the lifestyle that you kind of have to go through and, and the responsibility you have as a K-pop idol. You, sometimes it's hard to maintain that mentality of, of why you've, um, you know, started this journey. Uh, but if you really dig deep and uh, just kind of remember that burning fire, that passion that, you know, brought you into K-pop. <laughs> I thought it was another, like, warning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that will really help you um, kind of maintain your, your passion and, and your fire for, for K-pop. Yeah.
Because for me, because it's, it was such a long time, it's been yeah. a long time, <laughs> uh, there were times where I was like, question myself, like, is this right for me? Is this my journey? Because um, it was just such a, it was a hard lifestyle, to be honest. Uh, like the touring, um, the, the rules that we had as an idol. Um, so sometimes I, I was like, yeah, I, there were times where I felt like I, I wanted to give up, but remembering the fans and, and um, you know, all the love that I received and really remembering what, like how much I love singing and dancing and performing really kept me in this industry. Yeah. So yeah, that's my one advice to all the idols out there. To all the idols out there, or to all the people who want to be idols, yeah. Yeah, I'm manifesting for that. Yeah. Oh, don't do it. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You are. I'm just kidding. JK guys. Okay. I would. I would. I want to say, <laughs> I want to say, um, don't give up because, like, like I said earlier, there's gonna be a lot of moments that you would just want to be like, <clears throat> and I don't want to do it. Like, like F it, I don't want to do it. Like, what, why, what am I doing? But yeah, like, just I think. I agree with Kevin. <laughs> like, if you remember where you came from and where, like, why you started all this and what what was the purpose, then to keep going and do not give up. Because I've seen, I've been in this industry for so many years, and I've seen people just going in and out and like disappearing or like became a superstar and like just walk gone or you know. But um, I like one thing I saw was. People who don't give up, they all made it. Oh, so yeah, I've yeah. seen that. So I believe in that. So don't give up. Yeah. yeah. Or don't do it. Or don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's so globalized auditions. So yeah. uh, there's so many auditions all over the world, even yeah. in America. Yeah. So if you guys are aspiring K-pop idols, uh, is there anyone who wants to be a K-pop idol? Oh no one. <laughs> oh. oh. Candid and funny and interesting and yeah, it just like felt very intimate because it was like early in the morning and so many people had bailed because of the rain mm -hmm. that there were like, I don't know, maybe 50 40, people? 50 people yeah. in there. Um, and then it was nice. One of his um, fan clubs or, you know, Kevin Wu hardcores who were there had printed up really cute little banners mm -hmm. that had his name and said KCON 2023. So after he was like, let's all take a picture. So we all got in a group with our little banners and Min was trying to get out of the picture and yeah. we were all like, get in the picture. Well, she was like, no, you should take one with all of your fate. Like just you, like just take it, just do it. And he was like, Min, if you don't get in this picture right now. <laughs> and it was very cute. They're clearly very good friends. Yeah. It was adorable. It was nice to hear how much they had all like how much the cast had all like really really bonded mm -hmm. over that experience and stuff. So that was a great time and I'm really glad that we got yeah. to do it. And um, also just a general shout out, the original Broadway cast recording of K-pop the show is now available yeah. and it is a, I think three time Tony nominated uh, cast and show and first female composer to be 
Tony nominated, I believe. I, I wrote don't that think down it was in my for this. I feel like it was that she was the first Tony nominated woman at some point. Oh, and no, has yeah, done yeah. this composed, show. But yeah, yeah, composed yeah, 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 yeah. by yeah, yeah, yeah. the first female to ever be nominated for a Tony. Very exciting. Yeah. So check it out. K pop the show. K pop the show. Um, yeah. So uh we had planned to then go to a panel that was after that mm-hmm. where Vivian Yoon who did K-pop Dreaming which we talked about a lot on this show was in and I wanted to hear from her and finally yeah. meet her face to face but that panel got canceled because some of the other panelists weren't coming mm-hmm. because of the weather yeah so then we decided to just go get a burger yep <laughs> so we went and got a burger and then there was we... an earthquake alert yeah <laughs> Yes, as we finished our burger, we got an alert that said there was an earthquake happening right then. And it was like all caps, like drop, cover yourself, pray for your soul. And we were standing outside of the burger shop, like looking at the very light rain. Come and being like, where is the earthquake though? Where was it? It was in Ojai, which is like an hour outside of LA. So we were fine. We were fine. But then we decided to just go back into the press room and like sit in front of the KCON stage because a ton of like throughout the weekend, as we said, a ton of stuff was happening at that KCON stage, which is on the convention floor. And Sunday in particular was a very big day because they were going to have sort of back to back different groups on the stage, ending with the sort of premiere showing of SM's newest boy group. So we said, let's hit the observation deck yeah, and park ourselves in front of that window. Parked ourselves in front of that window and there were so many people on the convention floor. You could not have paid me to go down Mm -hmm. there. So many times while we were sitting up there, a photographer would come up behind us and be like, I can't be down there. I'm taking pictures from up here. And literally, yeah, every single person would just come up and be like, oh, this is actually a really good view. And they would just put their camera lens directly against the glass and take pictures from there. And they were like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Um, But so I did write down everyone that we saw. Okay, great. Started out with J.O. One and I will. We all agreed that the one thing that was missing from our observation deck was that we the, couldn't hear. We couldn't really hear because the windows are pretty soundproofed, and there was no like a. Uh, like there wasn't. There a was no like speaker system, <laughs> and the windows were locked, so we couldn't open them. But so Jo One came out, and they performed at least one song and did like a Q and A like game. It seemed that they kind of played the same games with each group, like a draw LA where everybody had to draw something that they thought of. Um, and I think it was kind of like a newlywed game where mm-hmm. like, what is what my does this favorite song? Say about this? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah. like whoever got it right, whatever. So, uh, Jo one came out first and then eighties came out with Jojo live. Um, and so they performed a couple of songs and did a Q and a with him. Then Itzy came out also with Jojo live. Um, and they did have all members, even though I think Leah yeah, was like I had recently just injured. seen on Twitter that morning that like Leah has like a neck injury. And so mm-hmm. like people were talking about how she's just like they'll she'll be on stage and then when the members take a picture backstage she's not there anymore Mm. um so i was surprised to see her there yeah but But she she was was there there. um and i don't remember itsy 
performing to be honest they might I have feel like not they because just... they were gonna be on the big stage that yeah. night because the interesting thing was and we'll get to it because it's the next couple of performances but some of the kcon stage events mm-hmm. were marked as a showcase yes and last year they did a rookie showcase which mm-hmm. was on friday night it was a separate like event in one room and all of these rookie people like did a little showcase yeah. but this year they mixed those showcase stages in with the KCON stage because I know that in the other days, like when I was waiting in line for the taming thing, Shonu and Hyungwan did something, Wavy did something, but they just played a game and left because yeah. they were doing a big stage. Mm-hmm. And but that's then, what group, yeah. like we saw that last year with like Stacy, Stacy, yeah, where they came out and they talked, but and they were wearing their stage outfits, but they didn't actually sing or dance. They just came out and appeared and then left. Um, and so some of the groups like earlier in the day did that, and then. We Most had of the, then there was a bunch of showcases in the row. Yeah, at the there end were of there were three. Uh, the first one was just B, mm-hmm. and so they came out and they did a dance cover of Butter, um, and there were only five of the six members there uh i only know that because we looked at like a picture of yeah them we were like there where's were six, just but there's only five uh present at kcon so they started with a dance cover of, bu- of butter and then they did like a stand and sing ballad which i don't know the name of because i don't know just be we couldn't really hear it and then xg came out for their showcase they looked like fruit fruit stripe gum because they were all wearing like a different bright uh-huh. color like yellow and orange and red and green it was great they looked super good and they started out by doing a dance cover to a Mary J. Blige song, mm-hmm. which was very fun. Um, and then Kevin Wu was the MC. Yeah. And they like played some games where they had to wear these like name tag headbands. Um, and then they did uh again, I don't know the name of this song, but they did a song where the choreo happens with chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did left and right. No, sorry, just called left right. And then they did TGIF. Uh, so they did four songs all together i think and there were Um, a thousand people like the amount of people in front of that stage for xg was bananas Mm -hmm. it was like bleeding into all the other booths like they had to try to put barricades in front of the selling booths to try to like corral the people in but there were so many people down there i was like amazed yeah it was pretty wild it was pretty wild and we learned that the this showcase stage where they came out and they had Kevin as the MC and they played multiple games, introduced themselves individually and did four different songs. This was their original appearance at KCON. But because 5050 had to drop out of their appearance, XG filled in for 5050 on the main stage at the concert. So they actually got to do two performances, but originally this was supposed to be the only thing they did. So a pretty cool that they would have come all the way to KCON just for that one thing, but also was a great show to see because it was a little bit more than we saw them at the concert. Um, And then the last showcase of the day was rise. Yes. Um, So we started out with like a VCR member intro of everybody straight into the first song, which is something they already released on YouTube. It was like a one, maybe one and a half, minute like dance performance Mm -hmm. very intense a lot of jumping choreo goes super hard uh there are seven members of rise which 
is a combination of rise and realize <laughs> Kevin Wu was the MC for this as well. So he came out after their first little performance and then they did like individual intros and get to know you games with Kevin. And then they performed their second song, which is like a B side slash pre-release for their upcoming debut, which will happen in September. And it was called memories. Um, and, and it was so wonderful. Good. Yeah. It's so good. Spoiler alert, we all they were also a surprise on the Sunday night concert. So we got mm-hmm. to hear this better and not yeah, through yeah, a window. Yeah. But I think that this memory song is beautiful. Like it's so good. It feels like so SM. And like it has a little bit of like your NCT rapping, but there's like something it's more, more of a pop punk pop punky, vibe. but like the melody is so beautiful mm-hmm. and the song just like feels like beautiful summertime freedom and the music video that they did drop after the stage has them like doing like rope swings into a river like it's got those yeah. vibes yeah it's a very like happy feel good bubbly sort of song um without being like it's not super cutesy or anything it's just really fresh um and yeah that was super fun there were a ton of people there I had something that I was gonna say and it's out of my brain now so it was a good time it was just very cool and it's why I wanted to park in front of that window Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be able to say in 10 more years like I was there the first time like rides performed somewhere like yeah that was pretty neat to just like be there and that there were so many people down there watching who probably didn't have concert tickets like Mm -hmm. that is the very neat part about these past couple of years with KCON like weaving in more idle interactions into the cheaper part of the yes, convention totally. because it's hard to get concert tickets and they cost a lot. So it's mm-hmm. really nice that people have opportunities to see idols in yeah. ways that you wouldn't get to. Totally. And also while we were between um XG and Rise, at some point ATs came out and was like standing at a booth. And so they had like snaked them through the crowd for something Mm -hmm, for something else some other appearance i know and i i heard like other people in line just talking about like oh well i saw them walking by and like took a picture with him or like i was waiting for them to enter the cake on like spotlight area and like he waved at me or whatever yeah so like you really can have a lot of different idle interactions if you're willing to like wait in line and you know shove up against the barrier etc um which we're not willing to do um um, so we see those things from afar and uh, in a comfortable chair behind glass. But yeah. that's the way we like it. So, yeah, that was <laughs> the last thing that we like saw. Uh, mm-hmm. We ran down to the convention floor to talk to a couple of people, get business cards at a couple yeah. of booths. And they were doing that Sunday, at the, especially at the Viggy booth, they were doing that Sunday thing where they just send people out with yep. boxes and just start throwing the freebies at anyone who will take them because yep. they don't want to take them back home. So that's a t- uh, KCON tip if you mm-hmm. like. I mean, a lot of stuff was gone because we did go. Some of the skincare booths were giving out like full size stuff. And by Sunday, it was all gone. But sometimes you can get the stuff on Sunday without waiting in yeah. line because they don't want to take it. Because they don't want to take it. And if you're somebody who enjoys having like life size cutouts of Park Sojourn, like you can they get might those on give Sunday them to too. you. Um, yeah, so that was it. We then just spent the next hour, like saying goodbye to all of our press friends in the press room. And, um, 
where did we we just went and hid in the car because yeah, it was yeah, pouring yeah. rain it was pouring rain and we so d- we just went and sat in the car for like another hour um and just to like be off of our feet uh and then it was time for the third day of concerts which my legs have still not recovered from yeah so um there you go that's our convention only experience and yeah i feel like i might have already brought up a lot of my like main like differences or gripes i do think it sucks how expensive everything has gotten Mm -hmm. like convention alone like i was thinking about like in 2017 we brought our boyfriends and one of my coworkers to mm-hmm. KCON because it was like $10 yeah. to get in. So it was just like, let's all just go check it out. And like now I don't know what convention tickets cost because I didn't have to buy them. But like, I think it went up like a significant amount, like $40, $50. Well, yeah, I think last year it was like $50 a day for just a like convention center pass. Bonkers. And I remember when it was 15. Um, so yeah, that just the convention alone has gotten really expensive and then also like once you're there everything is so the expensive food the is food, so expensive the drinks like everything everywhere you go is expensive so that's kind of a bummer um just as a general like note of anyone who wants to plan for it like please be prepared to spend money or to pack your lunch every day because it is pricey it is very very pricey um but yeah, I don't know. It's all very interesting, like getting to attend seven of these like so far in my life. Like, I don't I, I think we talked, I'm sure we talked about this two years ago or three years ago when we did our like K-pop, K-Con through the history episode. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It changes so much every year and gets so much bigger. And I also just kind of feel like Western K-pop fandom in general is like changing a whole lot. Like I fortunately did not see a lot of this myself, but I did see a lot of TikToks yesterday of people like complaining about like toxic shitty people, like being shitty all weekend and like cutting lines or like that there were people during the concerts who were only there to see one group and were actively like, booing and complaining about other groups performing and like just kind of shitty attitudes which I obviously think sucks but I think that in a in years past because k-pop was so just deeply inaccessible Mm. in America like groups didn't go on world stadium tours and like it was so hard to see people that k-con was a place where you could see a group that you'd never get to see. Mm -hmm. So I think people were generally just like more grateful to be seeing K-pop, even if it wasn't the groups that they liked. Like it was just so exciting to get to see it because you don't otherwise. And now K-Con is attended by really large groups like Stray Kids and 80s that do huge stadium tours Mm -hmm. already. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I just feel like the vibe is a little bit different and maybe not as, like, community love as mm. it used to be. And that kind of that crummy, like, fan war stuff is kind of bleeding into yeah. everything else. But, um, but yeah, I, I didn't see that. Everybody that I, like, talked to or whatever was being nice. Yeah, um, I, I but- definitely didn't see any of that either. And I didn't, like... Yeah, I really didn't like hear any negativity like during the concert itself. Like I feel like the biggest 
I mean, we'll talk about it, but like people just like didn't know who some people were and that would like, because I think that that seemed to be the biggest trend for me was that like a lot of the people who were attending KCON this year were people who were bigger fans of like fourth and fifth gen groups than of third or second. Yeah. And like, this was the first year that we didn't see a huge army presence at the convention, right. um, both in like fan merch. Like I only saw maybe like two people, the entire convention wearing anything BTS related. There was like one booth selling like butter branded makeup that like nobody was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just kind of like a generational shift in that like because now like bts is in the army so uh like they're not even like actively promoting and like people who have gotten into you know like starting into k-pop starting from like stray kids or 80s or even the newer groups like so many i feel like so many people were there exclusively for xg Uh uh-huh yeah 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 (laughs) totally totally so like that was really interesting that like now we have k-pop fans and like the it's it felt like the majority of the people who were there were maybe only fans of k-pop for the past year Year? or two (laughs) um so yeah that was interesting it was definitely interesting um but yeah i love i just love people watching and k-con is so fun because you get to see like what everybody is like wearing Mm -hmm. and like people having like funny funny shirts or like cool shirts or cool outfits or like and all the all the different light sticks and like I don't know I just think it's like fun to be around people I say this in every cake on episode but it's fun to be around people who know what who like know the things that you know and like the things that you like Um, but it was an interesting year for sure between the crowded chaos the really wet day like there was a lot. There was a lot going on. To a be lot honest. of things happening. Yeah, a lot of things happening. Um, but that is everything we did during the convention. Um, so stay tuned for our concert recap. That will be a different episode because we have three nights to cover. And uh, with that, we'll be right back with a random game. All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a four member girl group called JQT. They debuted in 2009. And the name stands for the J is the common letter in all of their names. Mm -hmm. And then the QT was to stand for both quality and quartet. Yes, because there were four of them. Uh, They were under GP Entertainment, and three of them were originally from a disbanded group called I-13. And then throughout their career, they lost one member, Min Sun, and then replaced her in order to stay four. And then three of the members eventually went on to switch labels together and re-debut under another group called S The One. Um, But JQT itself was fairly short-lived. They officially disbanded in 2012 when their contracts expired and would not be renewed. The members didn't want to renew. Um, And overall, they only released one EP and four singles. Um, So they did win one award in 2010 at the 18th Korean Culture Entertainment Awards, um, but it seems like their most popular music video is called Peekaboo. 
I also noticed that one of the members was called Jin Kyung at the time, but she changed her name and is the actress Lee Sun Bin, who's in a million things. And mm. I just scanned her uh, uh, Asian wiki and she was had a cameo in The Heavenly Idol, which I just oh, watched great. on Patreon. Love so um, she's the only one who has a link on her name on the uh, <laughs> Wikipedia. But yeah, their most popular music video, Peekaboo, it's interestingly uh, spelled capital P E E capital K yeah capital B like peekaboo. Um, so yeah, we're going to check this out. If you want to watch it with us, you can just, uh, press play when I say go. And just in case it makes a difference, we are watching the version that is on the MV Korea channel. Um, because There's it says one on one, the K yeah, but this one says it's 1080p. So we figured that was the better choice. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch JQT peekaboo with us, pull it up and press play when I say go three, two, one, go. All right. Okay. Oh, Strobin. Four members. We've got two sets. Uh, white one with dramatic black outfits, and then a like brick wall with spray paint peekaboo. Got a lot of like feathers and bedazzlements on these outfits. One of them has huge orange hair. Yeah, this feel this already feels super 2011 in the styling, in the sound oh, of this yeah. song. It's like got like kind of tiara moment mm -hmm. like vibe. The strobing that I'm glad nobody really does. Maybe they still do, but I feel like this <laughs> level of like strobe light in a music video is not as popular as it was for a time. Yes, it still happens every once in a while, but not as much. Body rolls. Drama running in big fluffy dresses down a hallway. Mm, third dancer. A lot of fur. Yeah. I like oh, this oh. girl's orange hair when it's curly. Yeah, it's pretty. It really stands out. But this out one a lot. has like a shag with the long layer underneath, and so like you could definitely like put it into a ponytail and then have like the short. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah, that haircut for uh, sure, for sure. One of my least favorite K-pop haircuts. And <laughs> it's just like so chunky in her face. I do really like the fluffy gown, the glamorous gowns in the hallway yes. set, though. And I like in that white and black set, the one that's wearing the pants, she looks classy. Yes, I do always appreciate a wide leg mm -hmm. dress pant. So many eye sparkles. Oh, that's a fun little fringe collar or wrist mm. cuffs. Oh, and she's not wearing oh, yeah, them all the time. Weird. It keeps like flashing and they're on and off. 
that one that's just wearing the like enormous headband. That looks very silly. And she also has a giant headband in her glamorous dress outfit. She also has a huge headband. Why though? I don't know. All right. All righty. Peekaboo. JQT. JQT. Fantastic. All right. It is weekly recommendation time. Do you have anything that you would like to recommend? I do actually, because I just watched it today. And that is Jihyo from Twice came out with a solo called Killing Me Good. Uh, and it, the EP is called zone. I think there's like six songs on it. Um, and it's very cool and smooth and groovy and she's such a good singer. She really plays with like the lower registers of her voice in the EP. Um, but the title song, like it's very catchy. It's been kind of stuck in my head all day and the dance is really fun and the music video. She looks so good. So good. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's very fun. Jihyo, killing me good. I like it. Great. I love it. Um, what can I recommend? I feel like any from anything from this weekend that you were like, ooh, this was great. I mean, cool. watch the Rise Memories mm, yeah. music video. I really, really liked that song. Totally. Um, oh, something that just made me smile yesterday is, um, you know, you know, came back with a Korean comeback a couple of weeks ago, which is great. We've missed him. It's been so, so long. Um, and he released like a 12 minute like album video where it's like hella dramatic and so many sets and like Karina from Espa plays like a ai voice that's like <laughs> guiding him through these crazy things he fights more people he smokes cigarettes and bathtubs he's just like doing right, the whole love it. you know thing but he did release a actual like regular music video after that and now he's been doing dance challenges and yesterday he put out a dance challenge video with boa and they're wearing the same sweatpants and it's so fucking cute <laughs> They're so <laughs> cute. And they so end cute. with their little like hands together, forehead together. Only one pose. Only one pose. Because so they're that married. That was very cute and fun and I liked it. But um yeah, otherwise I feel like I'm kind of behind and need to catch up on things. I also still haven't recorded my finale of the Queendom puzzle uh episode for Patreon, but like very interested to see what the heck happens with that um and what l's up will be like and when they will release their first music because spoiler alert one of the purple kisses got into l's up and then immediately after the finale aired rbw was like purple kiss come back soon and like posted the teaser images and the member who's in l's up is in all of the teaser images so she clearly isn't going to be busy with that just yet. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but anyway, I once my brain is right and I've recovered, I'll try to catch back up on K-pop things. But it'll take a while. It'll take a while. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is it. Um, if you would like to find us, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can see our really great picture with Kevin Wu in both of those places. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm so proud of it. It's so great. Um and ask me about kpop.com for merch. 
patreon.com slash pod for bonus Patreon episodes, linktree slash pop for playlists and the Discord. You can email us, amakpoppod at gmail.com. You can call us, 181-AMAKPOP5. You can send us mail, PO Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. And yeah, stay tuned for concert recap episode. It will either be out at the exact same time as this one or a day later or something, but I'm going to get that out and then we'll be back with a regular episode next week because this was a special extra KCON times. So thanks for listening and thanks to everybody that we met this weekend. It was always good to see you guys and um, yeah, another KCON in the books. And until next time, goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. <laughs> <laughs>